You're listening to Fintechs, A, eh? a podcast that explores the innovations and challenges in Canada's fintech landscape. My name is Sue Britton. I'm the CEO of Firefly Gross and an entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience in the financial industry. I also serve on the FinPay Committee and I'm an advisor for Holt Exchange. Join us as we sit down with industry leaders, trailblazers, and pioneers to discuss their journey, the evolution of fintech, and what's next for Canada's ever-dynamic fintech ecosystem. All right, we are we are live, and uh, welcome, Hamid. I'm here today with uh, Hamid Abazi from uh, Pluto, and um, someone who I met actually at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. Um, and I'm thankful to know. And uh, anyway, irrelevant what I uh, my experience, other than the fact that you know, uh, any I've, I've helped, launched three companies, and all three of them have been uh, clients at Pluto. So I'm a huge fan. But anyway, welcome, Hamid. Thank you, thank you for for having me on the show. Um, and I am um, entrepreneurial journey is very very hard, right? Um, uh, I think it was Steve Jobs that says like you have to be a little bit crazy to to want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I became an entrepreneur because I don't think uh, a lot of people wanted to hire me, uh, <laughs> you know, or, or yeah. work with me. Uh, so I was like, I'm just gonna start my own thing. But I think what what gives you the energy throughout this. Uh, uh, journey to keep going is is hearing stories like like yours uh, that says you know like uh, I started three companies and all three companies one thing I didn't have to worry about was like payments and and payment operations because I was using Pluto uh, exactly. and, and that gives me you know the energy to keep pushing uh, and and that means a lot you know when somebody uses what you've built uh, plus the help of hundreds of people by the way um, not just yeah. me. Uh, yeah. but but uh but that's awesome that's awesome to hear so thank you Aww. for the support oh great well, that's, that's terrific what a what a great way to open this conversation so um let's um let's assume people all people don't know who you are maybe let's start with that um you know introduce yourself and your company and what you're what you're about I, I would say that you know my entrepreneurial uh, journey, uh, like I, I didn't know what being an entrepreneur meant. I didn't I didn't think that it was possible for you to like start your own company, right? Uh, when I was when I was a kid, but but uh, I had a few um, I would say influences that that um, that, I, that I saw and and uh, people that were um, that had built. Uh, their own businesses and that gave me like the aspiration to one day start my own business but it was such a far uh, you know uh, dream that I never thought I, I could do that so I I you know, went the corporate path. You know, I went and joined Bank of Montreal, first in right. personal and commercial banking. Um, but I just like hated my life uh, at the <laughs> bank. Uh, so I was like, uh, you know what? I, I I need to leave and um and and uh, do something else. Uh, and during that time, we were we had the side hustle. My my co-founder and I, Sergey, we had the side hustle where we built games because this is just around the time when um, Apple came out with the iPhone. And, and social media was really uh, blowing up uh, and, and uh, game distribution was completely changing. It was going completely digital from, you know, buying CDs or, or DVDs at, at Staples or, or some other uh, company. Uh, and, and we made this game. It uh, generated over a million dollars in like three months. Uh, and, wow. uh, and, and, you know, we were like, okay, we're, we're going to go and start this. And 
went and uh, uh, did that for four or five years. Uh, and then we were one of the fortunate ones to be acquired by an, a larger uh, gaming publisher. Oh. Um, as so it gave us the opportunity to go and um, solve another problem. Because once you're an entrepreneur, you're always an entrepreneur. Like yeah, you can't yeah. just, you can't really For stop. Sure. Um, and <laughs> and the, one of the biggest challenges I had was managing payments and payables and receivables and going to the bank and sending wire transfers, which you know gave us uh, at that time we had the opportunity to start something and this seemed like a a big problem at the time and. Just like any other entrepreneur, you think, you know, you have found something that nobody else has tried and you're a genius and then you get into the game and you're like, oh, now I know why. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I, when I, because uh, I think I met you in 2016 and when I originally, uh, you know, when you originally sort of explained what you do, I was like, how can you do that? Because no one else is you, doing that. You were that. at Davison Henderson at that time, right? Like, I remember I, I coming to your left. office. Yeah. 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 And, and I was explaining this to you. Um, and and, and uh, you, you were a lot wiser than I was. And you're like, well, it's going to be a tough journey to want to do this. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's uh, being an entrepreneur, you know, you, you kind of have to be like a little bit crazy, I guess. Uh, so I was like, yeah. uh, no, I, th I think we can solve this. So. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I uh, applaud you for, um, you know, like pursuing this and continuing the journey because I imagine it was not a straight, you know, kind of hockey stick <laughs> for you. Right. No, um, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, it took us three. I mean, you met me in 2016. We didn't have product market fit till uh, October of 2019. Um, so it was huh. it was a it was a big grind for the first like yeah. three years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, thankfully, I don't I don't give up that easily. So <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Okay, so tell us then, what is what is Pluto's main you know kind of value proposition? Yeah. Um, so the way that I like to explain, uh, you know, before I just tell you what Pluto does, yeah, uh, I want to yeah. say like wh wh why we wake up every day and we go to work. Yeah. And um, and I told you like uh, my, my journey as an entrepreneur and, and you know, having to, uh, you know, like, I, I was one of the lucky ones that got acquired, but 82 uh, percent, uh, actually most uh, small businesses fail. Um, if, yeah. if you were to look at the statistics, 70 uh, percent of businesses uh um, disappear within less than 10 years. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, actually, the failure rate for SMB uh, is is around 50% in the first like uh, three years. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's a huge, huge uh, uh, failure rate. So, so uh, what uh, made me think about the problem is like, well, why is it that so many small businesses fail? Mm -hmm. um, and and there's many reasons, you know, it could be like right uh, team, wrong team, or wrong idea or execution. But sure. the number one reason why SMBs fail is due to poor management of cash flow. Uh, so so when you like look into that to see what is cash flow for small businesses, because cash flow can get very complex, you know, as your company uh, scales and, and complexities of the of the businesses um, increase. But for a small business, uh, you know, like let's say around uh, less than hundred people, um, cash flow is is typically mostly accounts payable and accounts receivable. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's just the inflow and outflow of of uh, funds. Um, but that process is a really broken process of how you manage it. So to mm -hmm. in order for you to produce your financials, you have to like really dig deep into every single mm -hmm. transaction and you have to categorize it and you have to reconcile it. And that's a lot of work that like entrepreneurs don't want to do or or they're just not good at it or they just don't have the skill. Um, All and, of the and I, 
and 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 I know that because like you like you didn't start your your three businesses to uh, enter invoices and, and and chase clients to pay you, uh, but that is uh, such a crucial component of running a successful mm-hmm. business is managing your cash, um, and and a lot of people don't do it right. So so our idea was that um, well why don't we um, use technology because it's just a process right like accounts payable and accounts receivable is a, is a process. Yeah. Um, why don't we use technology to automate the process, um, bring it to the cloud because a lot of these uh, uh, tasks that you do to get to the final AP and out, uh, AR outcome uh, are, are things you got to do offline. Why don't we bring it, centralize it in one single place, um, and then and then allow you to connect your bank, connect your accounting software, um, connect your team, so you have one. Uh, end-to-end solution for managing yeah. your accounts payable and accounts receivable, um, and and that's basically what what Pluto is. It it it's a it's a single end-to-end solution uh, that automates uh, your accounts payable and accounts receivable. And um, I know the answer to this, but it's better coming from you. How is it different from you know what you would I I would you know think and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's typically. Yeah. Um, offer to you as part of what your bank does for you. For sure. Um, so, uh, and I think when when we started Pluto, um, that is actually the, the number one question I got from everybody was like, "Well, um, uh, I, I, in fact, I'm not going to name the bank. We, uh, we, we pitched some very senior people at uh, at a Canadian bank. Um, I, we pitched them for like an hour, and all he kept asking is like, "But we already have payments in the bank. Why do we need this?" Um, well, I, I, I like to point to the statistics, right? It's like, if that solution was working, uh, you know, people would be using it. Uh, if, yep. if that solution was working, small businesses, uh, the failure rate of small businesses due to cash management would, would not be as high as it is. So the uh, solution that the banks offer uh, is, is well, you have to think about how a bank buys solutions, right? Typically, uh-huh. a bank, you know, being the behemoth that they are, they buy solution for very specific use cases. Mm-hmm. So if I want, for example, um, uh, treasury management, they have a solution for me. If I want a, uh, a credit card uh, for my employees to pay for expenses, they have a mm-hmm. separate solution for me. So the, the number one issue is that none of these typically work work together, right? Like you have a very fragmented experience across uh, this this uh, uh, monolith uh, solution uh, that is uh, built using many standalone solutions glued together, or in, in a lot of cases, just band-aided yeah. together. So the yeah. experience is that the experience is terrible, basically, the experience that the banks offer yep. you, um, because it's not end-to-end. Uh, secondly, they um, are not helping you streamline a lot of the workflow. Uh, so what they're giving you is that they're giving you you a a, 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 a a part of the total end-to-end solution that you need, um, and okay. I think when, this is another thing. When we pitched uh, some of the Canadian banks about our solution, uh, they were saying like, "Can you just carve out this solution and sell us this this part of uh, Pluto?" Um, yeah. And to that is like, no, like this whole thing needs to work together um, in order for small businesses to see value out of it. And I can't just like carve this part out and and sell it to you. Um, so I think there's 
many solutions, but it's it's just the fact that it's not end to end. It's a yeah. it's a separate solution. The experience really sucks. It doesn't work with the technologies that you have. It doesn't get updated. Um, I mean, good luck calling small business banking and and trying to ask them why your invoice doesn't sync automatically with your accounting software and and see how long it takes them to to answer that yeah. question for you. Oh, man, I am so tempted to talk to you for. I could fill an hour with uh, <laughs> issues, not to mention, I mean, this last company that I that I started um, with, coincidentally with my move to um, uh, BC, has been horrendous in trying to, uh, and I'm still not. I have two two businesses, and one already had a bank account, um, and a credit card, and whatever, but I was transitioning to a you know a uh, I'll just call it smarter solution. <laughs> I have, uh, and that start that process started in July, and I have still yet to be able to log in. <laughs> yeah, this is um, this is typically uh, the experience uh, that that you get from most FIs, right? I yeah. think when yeah. when we were talking about, uh, I remember a bank executive asked me like, "How many weeks does it take to onboard a client?" Uh, and and I told them that it takes us like you know two minutes uh, yeah. <laughs> to onboard a client. Uh, yeah. you, you just couldn't understand like what that even meant. Um, so so I think that's unfortunately that is the. Um, uh, that is the world we live in because yeah. uh, for so far, banks have um, not really needed to evolve because right. of right. the um, uh, stronghold that, that, they've, that they've kept on this. Uh, but I think the times are changing uh, and yep. there's a lot yep. of good stuff that's happening. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was talking to a bank, uh, one of the big bank executives, one of the, ex ex pardon me, an executive from one of the big banks. There we go. Get it right, Sue. Um, and... Uh, he, he was, you know, saying, but, you know, we have a solution for small businesses. We have a credit <laughs> card product that does blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, and that's my maybe one of my other points that I'd love you to talk about because it's, you know, credit cards are not clearly not the, you know, the primary. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to be paid by credit card, uh, at least, you know, for the, the types of businesses that I've started. Um, nice. uh, you know, it's it's like. It's not the most strategic solution for payments um, for all variety of reasons, whether it's, you know, both money in and money, money out. But what kinds of, I remember you, when I first used your platform, it was like, it was as simple as almost just an email. And, you know, the regard, the, the amount I needed to either pay or get paid was incidental. Didn't matter. Could um, be a, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you say that because sometimes we actually, you know, get points against us for being too simple because they think, you know, we, um, you know, when I show this to some of like the traditional banking executives, you know, they think, oh, like I can build this, you know, uh, and, and I'm sure you can, but, um, but it does, it's not as easy. We spend a lot of time thinking about every single step of the process that um, you as an entrepreneur would go through in order to get paid or to pay someone. Um, and, and, and that's a very complex problem because if you really mm -hmm. think about a, a transaction between two parties in a consumer banking, it's really easy, right? It's just like, yeah. let's say you and I go to a restaurant, we split a bill, I send you an interact, money or a Venmo, uh, like I don't need a receipt, I don't need an invoice. It's, it's just you know the uh, uh, payments that needs to get processed. Whereas with a with a business transaction, you have two different entities. They have mm -hmm. two different accounting software where. 
mm-hmm. the invoice or the bill is generated. They have two different bank accounts. There's different approvals that are required in between. And then there's also reconciliation. And 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 and, and not to mention risk in the settlement because the uh, amounts are larger. So you're 2xing the complexity because it's two sides that you have to worry about. Um, yeah. and, and, and because of that, you know, um, it, we spend a lot of time thinking about that and how to simplify that, which, uh, which, which I'm glad that, you know, you, you enjoyed that experience. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So maybe kind of moving on from your product, which again, I could talk about forever cause it's so, mm-hmm. so amazing. Um, like let's, let's talk about like the huge news that has happened in the last 48 hours <laughs> yes um because uh you know i'm pretty sure that you uh, are going to be one of the initial podcasts that we uh release um with fintechs canada and um and so everybody's gonna you know be pretty anxious to hear people talk about you know this amazing news which is uh and you can take your pick on which one you want to talk about but yeah. that you know, the fall economic statement um, that uh, Minister Freeland uh, presented included several pages and a commitment to, um, uh, I'm going to say open banking just because I I will tell you my bias around, I don't think it matters what we call it, but um, I think she's referred to it as consumer driven or consumer, consumer focused banking or consumer driven yeah. banking. Um, so that's going to happen. It's going to, you know, going to be clearer in 2024 what that means. And then 2025, the regulation's going to um, come into effect. That uh, also that um, Canadian Payments Act is um, going yeah. to um, yes. finally be um, amended and changed to allow for greater uh, member, greater membership or more members or access essentially to the payment systems which is one of those legs of the three-legged stool that is needed to, you know, allow um, payment service providers and others to uh, not have to go through banks to access the payment Mm -hmm. systems. Um, And then lastly, yesterday, the Retail Payments Activities Act um, published their their regulations that, um, again, are also going to start coming into effect next year. So, yeah. Like, it's so funny how, you know, we've been, so many folks like yourselves and of course, Fintechs Canada have been pushing and pushing for all of these things and they all happen in 24 hours of each other. <laughs> so. You know what it is? Uh, life, um, I think it was uh, President Obama who said um, government is, uh, is like playing football, right? Where you're fighting over... Uh, you know, a couple of inches uh, for uh, for a long huh. time, and then once in a while, an opening happens, and you throw that touchdown. Um, and I think uh, this <laughs> is that. this is a great example of um, uh, what we can achieve if we keep pressing on and and we uh, continue to put pressure. Um, so so we have legislature that is important to our industry and and more mm-hmm. importantly um, important to small businesses and, and I'll explain to you why this this matters to yeah. uh, to to many uh, small businesses um, so in fact when, when we started Pluto in, in around 2016 um, People were talking about real-time payments and open banking I know. back in 2016, and the answer was like, 
every year we're gonna we're gonna make this happen and now yeah. it's gonna be in 2024 uh so that just like shows you that from the time things start it might take eight to ten years before their their reality but why this is really really important is that you touched upon as a small business you uh using credit cards and and mm -hmm. how expensive it is for you uh -huh. to accept payments through credit cards because typically depending mm -hmm. on the card that the um uh that the payer uses you are being charged anywhere from um you know at, at the lowest uh, rate possible 2.75 all the way to 3.5 percent yeah. of the total amount that you're getting paid for and most yeah. small businesses operate on very very low margins so to, mm -hmm. to say that now on top of that we're going to deduct you know 275 basis points all the way to 350 uh basis points off of that amount that you're getting it, it is that that's that's a lot of it's money meaningful. that when you end at the end yeah. of the year that you yeah. could put towards hiring people put towards meaning and but but what really is frustrating is that we already have a solution that businesses can use but it's not available to anybody else but the banks. Right. And and they make it very, very easy, uh, I'm sorry, hard for um, for fintechs such as Pluto to access that system because of many reasons. You know, fintechs are not secure. Fintechs, you know, uh, are going to uh, get hacked and use your information without your consent. And uh, so, so we had to, like, go through this entire process where we had to um, mitigate or eliminate each of these arguments that the traditional financial institutions were putting in front of uh, us for why we cannot open the system huh. up. And and mm -hmm. finally, you know, with uh, um, uh, legislation around um, uh, who's going to be responsible for customer data and how that's going to be shared and, and putting mm -hmm. governance around that. So we have that uh, with the Retail Payment Act, which is great. Now we have one set of standards to follow. And then the most important thing is is around open banking because when you come to Pluto um, and and you want to connect your bank, we actually have to use a third party to log in on your behalf to scrape the yeah. information for yeah. for us to identify who you are. And and we don't need to do that because you know you already have proven to the bank to who you are, and and that's your information, right? Like if I go to Facebook mm -hmm. and I post something, I can go to Facebook and download all of that information and tell them to delete yep. that because it's my information. Information. Well, yeah. the same thing can happen here with with uh, with your identity and transaction. So the benefit of that is that you, as a small business, now can process. You know, once we get this going, I mean, this is this, yeah, yeah, just yeah. made the promise. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know how government works. This could take another yeah. two or three years. But but ultimately, what we're going to have is that we're going to have a framework where you, as a small business owner, can come to Pluto press a button, identify yourself in, in a couple of seconds. We don't need to like screen scrape anything. We have your information. We can adjudicate you in a couple of seconds, give you an account that you can operate in Pluto. And then when it comes to your payments, you don't need to now wait anywhere from three to 10 business days, mm -hmm. which is like literally what payments take um, mm -hmm. in Canada to get processed to something where it's like Europe, where transactions get processed in, in, in 10 seconds uh, yeah. between different financial institutions, between different countries. Countries, uh, and that's where we're going to get to because you as a small business owner now as opposed to paying uh, 350 basis points on your total invoice amount you can send a payment that is near instant for a couple of cents and yeah. and and yeah. now we can do that and to me this is one of the um, I guess the, the uh, you know, today is uh, Christmas came early right for the <laughs> fintechs yeah 
And just to, um, you know, we're going to have people that are listening that are going to be more informed than, you know, the average, certainly than the average um, business. But what you're talking about specifically is, you know, if you can get access to direct access to be able to um, uh, uh, exchange, you know, uh, clear and settle payments, whatever portion of that, without having to go through a bank, you can use the rail directly. Um, and therefore, you know, your business model isn't to charge, you know, crazy fees, right? And so totally. reduce the costs. You can, you know, make payments happen probably of any size, right? You're not limited to the Interact, you know, or bank imposed limits. Like, and I don't think there's people... settlement, uh, there's yeah. settlement, the guarantee, which is actually one of the biggest reasons why payments are, are slow in, in Canada on fintechs is because banks don't tell us if funds are available or not. So you have to right. wait, you know, up to 48 hours to find that out. So for sure. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, open banking just makes it, I mean, my hope is that open banking really does drive competition, but I think that will take a while because again, people don't necessarily know, um, you know, small businesses don't know that you exist. You know, they they certainly are getting to know it, but it's harder for them to find you because nobody makes that easy. But totally. um, this is this is game changing for you. Um, and for sure. And do you anticipate? Um, do you anticipate a lot of hurdles to be able to, like, for instance, to become, you know, a registered uh, or a, a, you know, a, an RTR participant if that, in fact ultimately if the canadian payments act changes to allow you to become one do you think it's going to be crazy hard to become I, uh yeah that's a that's a very good question um i, th I think they're going to make it very very hard uh for us to become uh, a part of the uh that uh, select group uh but i don't mind that uh to be honest i i think regulation should exist i think um hmm. Uh, you know, our, our financial uh, system relies on trust. Uh, and, and I don't want to put my money uh, in a company like FTX where you wake up uh, next day and you don't know, you know, where your funds are. So it's, it's important to have regulation and it is the job of the government uh, to ensure that they hold, uh, um, uh, they hold companies, um, including fintechs and banks uh, responsible. Um, mm -hmm. So, so they, they act responsibly. So, so I'm all for it. What we were not for is not having a clear path to what it is that we need to do to be part of that group. Yeah. Um, for, yeah. for us, it was a complete black box where yeah. you, yeah. if you wanted to be part of uh, this group that had a direct settlement, well, you had to be a bank. Um, yeah. and have a banking license. Well, why do we need to be a bank? We're not, we're not, we're not lending any money out, right? Like we're not holding deposits. So what is the purpose? Well, we don't know. This is, this is what we have written. Um, so at least now we have a set of guidelines, uh, or we will, uh, that it is going to give us a clear path, a, a checklist, let's say, that if we pass those tests, which which we are all for, then yeah. we're going to have a path. And I think that clarity um, means more than you know anything else for us, because there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. that are happening in the financial industry and in the payment industry where we go mm -hmm. and we ask, well, why is this happening? And the answer 99% of the time, it's 
because it's always been like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I think this really fundamentally changes that and it brings competition and Canadians need the competition. SMBs need competition. There's no reason why as an SMB um, or a small business owner uh, or an entrepreneur, you have to wait three to 10 business days to get paid. Like you should be able to get paid so so you can put that cash to good use. Absolutely. Um, especially in yeah. this environment because once that cash leaves your bank, you're earning no interest on it uh, yeah. for, for three to 10 days and that shouldn't be the case. So yeah. that having that... Um, that of uh, guidelines, I think, uh, is really, really important. But I am all for making sure that we have a fair system, that we know the rules of the game, and then we can play by the rules. I think the issue is that when you don't know the rules, it becomes very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I spent three years on the uh, Stakeholder Advisory Council Payments Canada, and um, it's amazing that, you know, nothing, I'm not disparaging them or that uh at all it was a delightful to be part of that but um we talked for three years about something that we could never get to the specifics of right and so it's like sure that uh, really resonates um and so so maybe just that the last point then what are you what are you hearing or hoping about you know the um the real-time rail which will be needed for you to actually so one thing that hasn't been announced, right? That has uh, that I think is still a little bit murky as to what's really yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, uh, the the finance minister will probably tell us to you know one step at a time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I I think it's all going to happen, right? Like I I think it's it was very important to make sure that uh, we get uh, we get open banking uh, settled, yeah. um, you know, having, giving uh, fintechs such as Pluto uh, access to uh, uh, being part of, uh, you know, having the ability to to uh, process transactions. I think it, like th those are very, very important. And, um, you know, I'm very close to uh, the the teams uh, that are working on um, real-time rails and, and, mm. um, uh, and, and, it's it's being built. Um, cool. uh, having said that, you know it's going to take uh, <laughs> anywhere from uh, two to ten years to be released, based on you know, <laughs> well, whatever something like is. But but you know, it it was important to get the foundation correct, uh, yeah. and then and then RTL uh, can can be built. But um, yeah. but yeah. I'm very confident. We're, I mean, we're not gonna. Uh, now that we have this momentum, we're not going to take our foot off the gas. So yeah. we're going to continue to push. And, and that's the next big thing that we got to get done is is real-time rails. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So um, let's go back to uh, to Pluto a bit because I, I think it would be good to explain, you know, where your focus is and where the future is for you. I mean, um, obviously you, you know, operate in Canada. What uh, are you outside of Canada as well? And what's uh, we do have a large number of customers in the U.S. Um, and 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 also we uh, process payments out to a number of countries uh, uh, where <laughs> our customers pay their international uh, suppliers. Yeah, that's cool. And are you uh, planning to you know sort of like in terms of your sort of focus? Is it consistent? you know, consistent focus across all regions or are you spending more time outside of Canada? Um, I believe Canada is a huge opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, our 
uh, you know, our, our major banks are considered some of the largest banks in, in, in the world and, and also in, in North America, um, you know, with the, with the small population that we have, you know, similar to California, we've, we've been able to build uh, some really amazing uh, FIs uh, that are operating at a, yep. um, you know, North, North America level. So I think what that tells you is that there's a lot of margin uh, in Canada that we find very interesting. Um, and, and I also believe that uh, there's not as much innovation that, uh, so from a business perspective, I think we, there is a huge opportunity, business opportunity here. Um, yeah. And then from an innovation perspective, we believe that uh, there's a lot of uh, things that we could do that is going to bring value to Canadian uh, uh, business owners and, and, and entrepreneurs. So we want to we want to invest in Canada and we continue to invest in Canada. A, a majority of our customers are, are from Canada and, and we love that because we are also based out of Toronto and and, uh, and yeah. now we're hiring all over Canada. Um, most people awesome. think we're some like nameless billion dollar business, you know, out of the US <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the when we tell them that no, we're just, you know, we're just a fintech in, in Toronto. Uh, they don't really believe me, but we're going to continue to invest in Canada because we think, you know, uh, this is where the innovation is needed. And then, um, and then uh, we, we continue to test it out in, in other markets. What I can tell you is that the problems that SMBs in Canada face are not unique to SMBs in Canada. I think it's, yeah. it's a problem that SMBs yeah. in UK have it, in Australia have it, in, in many other countries have it. Um, but yeah. I also, you know, I'm a fan of history and I know that when you scale, too fast, especially in, in fintech, uh, mm -hmm. without really understanding the nuances of every um, country that you're opening up to, you're also setting up yourself up for, for failure. Um, so, so we're not in a rush to become an international uh, where we operate in every country, but I can right. guarantee you that we're not trying to build a, um, I can guarantee you that we're trying to build a very impactful business. Right. So once we get it right in Canada, then we're going to, we're going to really expand, uh, fast, uh, internationally, but it all starts in Canada. So we got to, we got to prove it here because yeah. that's where it's most needed. Well, I, and you're a great role model for, um, you know, success, uh, in, growing a fintech in Canada. And so that's, uh, I think that's really important. And congrats on your um, Fast 50 uh, Deloitte um, recognition. I think that's, Thank you. that's pretty awesome. I and mean, you're too humble. Um, you're not just another fintech. <laughs> But um, you. no, I appreciate that. I mean, that that <laughs> the credit for that goes to the team. You know, I I just uh, I you know, I'm, I'm I'm the face of it, but the, the actual work is uh, is is done by by Plutonians. Uh, so that that credit goes <laughs> to Plutonians. I love that Plutonians. So how about um, if I know a lot of credit unions, a lot of other um, financial institutions, frankly, a lot of companies are looking for solutions like what you offer. Are you interested in partnering? Um, you know, what are the conditions that would make that have an interest to you as a way to distribute your products to market? Um, it, it is a, a great uh, question because, um, you know, when we started the company, um, I think I think the sentiment from a lot of FIs was that um, 
uh, well, first of all, we don't invest in SMB uh, technology, so no, thank yeah. you. We don't need it. Yeah, can't make enough <laughs> money off of those exactly. uh, small businesses. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like we don't make any money yeah. off of them. But we're not building any technology. Yeah. Um. And and then the sentiment um, shifted to, oh, we already have a solution because you know we we just built something, and here's a check mark beside the SMB mm-hmm. uh, solution. Um. However, I I think the world is changing, and there's a lot of forward thinking um, FIs that mm-hmm. uh, are looking for ways to um, to to make their product offering uh, more appealing. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, also with higher interest rates, the way banks make money is through deposits. So you need to think mm-hmm. about how do I keep more deposits within my uh, FI and 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 not mm-hmm. uh, be a flight risk for a lot of those uh, uh, deposits. Um, and and one of the greatest ways to um, uh, to 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 ensure that uh, deposits don't leave your FI is is to offer additional services where um, uh, businesses can find value in and mm-hmm. number one issue is, is cash flow management so I think that's where it becomes really interesting for some of the forward thinking FIs um, so we're always open to opportunity we're always like having discussions I think um, it, it just because you you have one person who's forward thinking in in that FI yeah. doesn't mean you know the 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 uh, <laughs> the good old boys in the boardroom you know are all for it as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. So yeah. so we gotta you know it it, it is uh, it is a lot of education, but I think I see a lot of opportunity um, for some of these um, uh, FIs to think outside their box and embrace a solution like ours. Um, I think the condition that has to be right for it is not only you got to have a buy-in, but you also have to think a little bit differently. As I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. some banks ask us, oh, I just need this feature. Can you just like yeah. pull out this feature? And I think yeah. you have to think about that end-to-end experience. So mm-hmm. if if uh, the condition that has to be right for us is we got to make sure that um, uh, there are some partners uh, that want to see that end-to-end experience for their customers. And, and those are the ones that we're going to um, uh, really focus on uh, mm-hmm. and we're going to prioritize. Uh, and those are the conversations that we're having and, and we find very interesting. Yeah. Well, first of all, I can tell that you probably have a few scars um, from <laughs> previous conversations where you've learned a lot about what it what it takes to partner. And, uh, you know, I, it frustrates me. In fact, I have been in... Uh, in in my entrepreneurial journey, I have worked with clients who have not had um, uh, enough respect for the the you know the I'll just say fintechs generally, but even just startups and uh, you know the impact they can have on them negatively if uh, if they aren't walking into the partnership with the right uh, well I say the right intention, but the you know what's good for both, right? And but both organizations, yeah. and you can really, can really hurt um, a you know a great business by getting you know pulled into partnership conversations forever and ever, and maybe even you know distract your focus. I think we could both think of a few that have gone that way, but uh, so that's good that you have think, that expertise. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I think. Um, uh, I think it's a famous quote by Gandhi that says, "You know, first they ignore you, and then they laugh at you, and then they fight you, and then you win." I, th- I think we have, you know, passed the the ignoring part, and now you know might be somewhere between you know fighting and laughing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. 
so, so I, I, I think uh, the momentum is shifting. There are uh, some very forward-thinking large FIs such as J.P. Morgan Chase um, mm-hmm. that I think is doing some really, really cool, innovative work. Uh, yeah. So this is not to say that you know every FI in the world has, it takes that position. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I think there's some really cool stuff that are starting to happen in Canada as well with some of the FIs. But I think it, it just requires a, a, a shift and a perspective. Yeah. Uh, shift um, to think about how to work with fintechs and, and not try to fight them or, or not have this view that we can build everything and we can build the most amazing experience and, and yeah. take more of a forward thinking approach that a company like like a bank like JP Morgan Chase is, is taking, which is they're thinking about uh, their bank as more of a platform where yeah. other fintechs yeah. can can be a part of and they can build on and they can offer uh, better service and, and product than what they can offer. Um, yeah. And then what they bring in is the scale, is the trust. It's, it's that uh, framework to ensure that their customers Customers are safe, but at the same time, you know they're getting the best experience from uh, some of the most innovative fintechs exactly. out there. And I think that is that is the right approach, and we need more yeah. FIs like that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you're right. I think I you can see it certainly amongst the smaller, uh, growing, you know, um, banks and credit unions. You can definitely see that, you know, change of mindset and that uh, willingness to think differently about you know, business models and customer relationships. And uh, um, I was listening to the CEO of Standard Chartered uh, Bank talk about, um, uh, you know, their innovation journey. And one of the things he said is, you know, if uh, it was actually a piece of advice and it's related to almost everything that you've said um, uh, today, which is, you know, if you if you're at a fork in the road, take it. And, uh, and I thought, oh, that's so interesting because like you, you know, right now you don't really know at the end of the day, what your customers are going to do this year, next year, five years from now. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, changes, changes is super important to not try and continue to, uh, you know, um, uh, prevent, ignore, um, refute, right? Like it's, so anyway, I think um, it's been super great to chat with you. Like, gosh, eight years later. And uh, <laughs> as I said, I think before we got on on uh, camera, you uh, you look exactly the same age. So got good genes in your, uh, <laughs> hey, your good family. Lighting. Good lighting, yeah. I, think, I think helps as well. Oh you my know, God, like, you're once way Once I turn too... off these lights, you don't want to see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're too humble. You're too humble. But um, I think we probably will wrap up. But what um, is there anything we haven't touched on or anything you want to leave people with? I know you're a very, uh, very, you know, sort of important member of Fintech Canada that you're you've been a huge proponent of, you know, kind of that co- collaborative approach to getting uh, the industry to support, you know, these great outcomes that we've had over the last couple of days. Um uh, with the changes that are needed, but anything else that you want to mention? Uh, I, I, I think um, 
what's really important for us to, uh, as a community in, in Canada, to to uh, embrace is is that you know innovation is is needed, and and at the same time, um, you know, my advice to a lot of uh, uh, you know if, you, if there are some of the executives at larger FIs are, are listening to this is that uh, you ca- you can't stand in in uh, uh, in front of innovation; it, it will happen. Um, and and that's just a market and and you can fight it or you can embrace it um and and we all uh can be in a much better position if we embrace innovation uh because ultimately it's good for the customer and and what's mm-hmm. good for the customer is good for the business uh and yeah. that's a view that that we take and uh you know my uh last word to my uh fellow <laughs> fintech uh, executives is that uh you know, we we got to keep pushing. I think eight years uh, been a long time for us to get uh, some of this legislation in, in place, and but but yeah. it does work, and we need to continue uh, pushing to to make sure that every single uh, consumer, every single business in Canada has access to uh, innovative products that are priced at a at a level yeah. that they can afford. Yeah, that make their lives easier. That yeah. you know help them you know, keep more of their money in their own pocket that, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Completely. Our our dream is to, you know, live in a world where, um, you know, getting paid and sending payments is, is, is a, is an afterthought for you as a, as an entrepreneur. Uh, and and right now it's not, it's, it's a forefront of your (laughs) probably processing power in terms of like what you need to think about, uh, on a daily basis. And, And we want it to be a complete afterthought for you. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I think we should leave it there. That's a pretty good yeah. ending. Thank you very much. And uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's great. Thanks very much, Ahmed. And um, do you, uh, where do people kind of connect with you if they want to, if they want to reach out? What's the best way for them to do that? Um, I, I, I'm not on social media uh, a lot. Uh, uh, but I'm, I'm I'm active on LinkedIn, so just find me. Uh, Perfect. Uh, on LinkedIn, Hamid Abassi on on LinkedIn. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Looking for more insights? Visit us at fintechscanada.ca or follow us on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time for more on Canada's latest fintech innovations.